All right, so, hey, how many guys want a powerful prayer life? Yeah. Right? Um, it's so easy, it's so simple, it's natural, God designed it natural. Let me tell you what it's not, okay? What it's not is, um, uh, it's not sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he says no. You can't find that anywhere in scripture. That's man-made stuff. Um, let's see, uh, you don't need to go get in your closet for an hour and not eat. Um, it's all the Old Testament stuff that Jesus is talking about to the disciples and the, the, the culture at their time. And it's like, because if, if you can relate to it as a, as a husband, Jesus is our husband, we're the bride, and he's also the father, right? So, and this, it makes it simple to me. So let's say I want to have an intimate date with my wife. Would it be weird for me to go, hey, sweetie, why don't you go get in the closet for an hour? I'll get in the closet for an hour, and we're not going to eat or drink. And then you'll be really intimate with me. Is that just goofiness, or is that goofiness? But that's what's taught about prayer, prayer and fast and do this thing. It's not that. You're not... Let's say this is God. I want to show you something because this is how most Christians think about prayer. And we can hit that first slide because I think uh, this kind of shows that. Um, If we go to that first slide, you're not praying. Let's say that's God. You're not praying to a distant God to to move. And and I see this all the time where uh, they'll go, I'm praying hard. You ever heard that? Or you see on Facebook, man, I'm a prayer warrior. No, you're a warrior warrior. You worry to death. You're praying to a distant God, trying to get God to move, and you wonder why he's not moving. So we create all these weird philosophies that sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no. You know, it's, it, sounds, it sounds like wonderful. I go, it's just wrong. Scripture says, you ask, he answers, so that your joy may be full. Here's the new covenant. You will, you will ask me, and I will say yes. All the promises are what and what in the new covenant. Yes, and so be it. That's what amen means. It doesn't mean something religious that you said when your dad prayed at the table. Yeah, amen. Has nothing to do with that. It means so be it, right? Does that make sense? So here's how most of us are doing. We think God's over here. We think we're over here. And we get our friends together on Facebook and have a prayer chain and all this stuff and pray hard. And the person dies of their sickness. Guys, I want people to live. I want marriages to be restored. I want you guys to prosper financially. We're not here trying to beg God to move. Does that make sense? But we think we're separated from God and we're, we're gonna bombard the gates of hell or we're, we're gonna bombard the, I'm like, well, that's crazy. So you know where you are? Let me show you where you are. So if this is God. How hard is God praying? Little glass of wine. He's resting. That high priest sat down and rested. And where are you? Seated in his lap, far above every other principle, power, everything else. So how hard do you have to pray? You gotta chill. That's prayer. And I'll go through the scriptures and show you how to do it so that See, God didn't leave you helpless. He said, you know what, here's the deal. Is, because uh, um, all the disciples didn't understand it, you know, and they didn't understand what was going on. He goes, I'm gonna go away for three days, I'm gonna die, and, and then you guys are gonna be scattered. 
but don't worry about it because when I, when I come back to life and I, I'm not gonna leave you helpless, I'm gonna send you the what? The comforter, the Holy Spirit. So whatever you're doing, it should be very comforting to you. I've seen a lot of prayer worriers. That's what I call prayer warriors. I go, no, you're a worrier. Because Jesus isn't doing that. He's sitting there. And he goes, I've, anything you're ever going to need, I've accomplished from the foundation of the world, and I'm resting. Now come sit in my lap and rest with me. That's prayer. Does that make sense? Okay, let's go to the, let's go to the just to show you in Scripture, because... And sorry, they just, that's just, that's hard to write books about that. And so people like first intercessor, second intercessor, whatever I go, they're the most unjoyful, in their closet, not eating and drinking people I've ever met. And God goes, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Does that sound like abundant life? So you get in your closet, I'll get in my closet, we're not gonna eat for three days, and then God's gonna move. No, he moved from the foundation of the world. Everything you're ever gonna done is done. He sits outside of time. Every answer is already yes to you. Is that cool or what? So now we'll show you how to manifest it. Does that, does that make sense? So he goes, you're created in, I, every one of you are created in his image. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he goes, I've given you a blank canvas that if there's anything you require, I've already done it for you. So guess what? So you can have life and you can enjoy it. Does that make sense? And this will help you a little bit. Let me, just, um, how many of you guys know that, uh, Jesus spoke um, Aramaic, right? Which is really kind of a derivation. Derivative, that's what I was given after. A derivative of Hebrew, right? But let me, you can go look all this up, but here's what's interesting about Hebrew. Um, The Hebrew language has the present and past tense, but no future tense. So here's prayer to to some of the United States. They're trying to bombard God, hoping. I just lose something there. Sorry, I turned it off. And they're hoping something's going to happen. That's what they think prayer is, right? But let me tell you what Hebrew is. Hebrew has no future tense. They have present and past tense. And it says this is, uh, yeah, I see you, Kirsten, because you don't understand this. It's really good. So here's what it's, so here's to the Hebrew mind. The Hebrews, and if you see the Jewish feasts and everything else, they acted as if the feasts were already done and happening at that time. It wasn't a future event ever. So, because in God's eyes, there's no future. He goes, I've done everything from the foundation of the world. It's finished and I'm resting. Now labor to enter into my rest. Stop trying and just realize it's already done. Isn't that a better way to pray? But here, I'm reading this about Hebrews. It says, the Hebrews were in the habit of using the past tense to express the certainty of an action taking place. So if they wanted to pray for something, they prayed that, thank you, Father, that it's already done. Because they didn't believe in future tense. And interesting? And it says this, number two, the Hebrews in referring to events which might be either past or future were accustomed to act on the principle of transferring themselves mentally to the period and place of the events and were not content with coldly viewing them as those of a bygone or still coming time, meaning that there was no really past or there was no future. They believed everything was present tense. They lived in the moment is how we would say it, right? And so hence the very frequent use of the present tense. So if you read, it's really fascinating. If you go read like Young's literal translation or something, um, it, you'll read it very differently than English because English is always future tense. Uh, we always think that God might move. He might say yes. He might say no. Uh, why isn't God answering my prayers? Because he didn't speak like that. He was, he was a Hebrew and he believed that everything's already done. So they acted as if it was already done. Does that make sense? 
Then the word of faith got on it and they go, no, it's your actions and do all this. They missed the heart, which was everything. So they believe that you yelling at your house and everything is gonna give you your house. And I go, no, no, it's not. It's when you believe that the house is already done from the foundation for the world and it's already past tense and you can feel and experience that, that's true prayer to them. You guys get it? Isn't that different than me begging God for him to do something? So anyway, so Ephesians 1, 17. So here's, uh, here's Paul to the Ephesians. says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now if you read Paul's writings, he calls every one of you a saint. He didn't wait for the Pope to make you a saint. He called every one of you a saints if you're in Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? That's just a little sidebar. But anyway. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? So now think about this, guys. The, the creator of the universe, the guy that just poof, spoke, and the universe is still expanding at the speed of light. It's still expanding at the speed of light. If you scientists and physicists are catching up very quickly today of what the gospels always said. Now Western religion's taking it a different direction and they're arguing about seven literal days and all this stuff. I go, it depends on where you sit, Einstein said. So if you sit on this part of our galaxy, it might be seven days old, but if you sit hundreds of light years away, how old's the earth? Light years, <laughs> right? Anyway, just we get corny things by Western Christians. Um, but you think about this God who spoke and he can palm the, the says, I span the heavens with my hand. So I like to think of it like this. I'm a sports guy. I go, God palms the universe like a basketball. And those are the exceeding greatness of his power he's given you. Hallelujah, man. See, now, now you, anything can happen in prayer. It's, what do you want to happen? Whatever you want to happen can happen. And he doesn't say yes or no. He goes, I've given you the dominion of the world. You do what you want with this thing. Have fun. Isn't that beautiful? So I can do stupid stuff like I'm going to own the Yankees, man. Why not? Because it's a desire of my heart. Why not? Right? He's like, how hard is that for him? I'm still expanding the universe at the speed of light. You want that little dot in the Bronx? So what can he do for all of you guys just in your life? Right? So I want you to have your eyes of understanding. This is what I'm trying to do to you. I'm trying to open your eyes so you see the exceeding greatness of his power that is in you. That's what it says. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the workings of his mighty power? How, how powerful is he? He can make the dead rise. That's what he says. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Far, and, man, I don't know how much I should get into this or not, but far above all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in that age which is to come. Okay? So what, now... Now, charismatics think that this is demons and everything else, and they're, they're casting down principalities and powers and all that. That means that they're not already under your feet. But it says he's raised us far above every principle and power, and they're under our feet. So don't get caught up in this spiritual warfare stuff that there's a demon over your house, you need to cast him down. It's finished, guys. And people go, the devil's after me. And some of you guys know me, go, how often do I talk about the devil? Never. Why? Because he's, he's, he's under my feet. He doesn't even deal with me. No, he deals with you. Is he dealing with you? No, but he's getting you to believe the wrong thing about yourself. You're actually creating your own hell. You're going, the devil's after me. Good luck, you're gonna get more of them. And then they break, brag about their, oh, I'm a spiritual warrior. No, you're a spiritual warrior bringing the stuff into your own life because you don't believe the right thing. 
It's simple, guys, it's simple. He's finished it all, he's seated you. Now if we go to the next slide, here's what it says. So where is Jesus seated? At his right hand, right? Far above every other principle, power, everything else. Now, where are you seated? That's what I was after. So Ephesians 2, 4 says this. But God, who is what in mercy? Rich, abundant, man. Because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses. So check this out. When we were dead in trespasses, we haven't said the magic words yet, right? We haven't received Christ into our lives yet. That's weird. Because he's the one holding your heart together and you're going to receive him into your, What? How does it work? He's already holding your heart together and you're going to receive him in him? No, no, no. You just responded to something that's already in there. Christ is in every human being in the world, guys. And we just, oh, geez, something happens when we catch that, right? That's what he goes, I want your eyes to open, not you get saved. I want your eyes to open to know the exceeding greatness of the power that's in you. And that's what he says to the disciples. He goes, in that day, you're going to know that I'm in you and you're in me and we're married. And don't let any religion steal that from you. Don't let some knucklehead tell you the devil's after you. That's just because his life is a mess. So he's got to come up with some devil thing. It's just crap, guys. It's crap, okay? Sorry. That's a farm word, and I came from a farm, so I can say those kind of words, okay? So that's, <laughs> so I go, if you, want, if you want super religious, there's 500 other churches. They'll gladly to. So I'm not after that. I'm after something to happen in your life, so you live life and life more abundantly. And it's so simple, guys, when you catch it. So, so God's, Jesus is seated at the right hand, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were still knuckleheaded sinners, haven't said the magic words yet, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You didn't do anything. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know where you're seated right now? Far above every other principle, every other power in him in love. Man, if, you can under, if your eyes can open to that, you can go pray and anything you want to create, you can create so that your joy may be full. So what does that mean? Some of you guys are a lot of my business friends. Okay, let's talk about this realistically. Um, you don't have to know every business technique that's a principle, isn't it? If you follow these rules, this is what will happen. Isn't that a principle? Yes. If you invest this much money and know the interest rates and, you know, housing price is this, housing price is that. Barbara and I know nothing, man. We just do stuff and it works. It's just fascinating. Because um, I just know that whatever I put my hand to is going to do what? Shall prosper. See, there's all these business principles. There's all these business books. There's all these religious books. How to pray, how to not pray, how to do this, how to do that. Uh, how to pray and fast. How to do the Daniel fast. Uh, Whatever, give me some more religious stuff. Have your prayer time, read your Bible, um, pray in tongues this much every day. There's something higher than all those principles. That make sense to you guys? When you finally understand that you're seated on the throne with Jesus at rest, it's above every other principle you've ever been taught. So some of you business guys, you can follow every business rule, etc. The guy who has his eyes open and realize he's resting, so I should probably rest, is a far greater principle than all your business techniques. Does that make sense to you guys? Amen. It's just beautiful, guys. So people go, how did you, how did you have success in business? Like this. <laughs> Thank you, Father. 
you knew the height, the breadth, the length of my love for you. You're my bride. I'll do anything for you. I'll leave the 99 to find you, the things that we were singing about, right? Greater is he that is in me. If you know the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of my love for you, I will do, Jesus now, God, the guy on the throne, you seated in his lap, I will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you think or ask. Who's gonna do it? You can do it or he can do it. You can do it's a principle, but there's a higher principle. I know some of you business guys get frustrated at me. I go, man, we just kind of hang out and thank you, Lord. And it works. Right? Does that make sense to you guys? So how do you get healed? There's a principle that says if you eat this, don't eat this, go, to, go eat crappy food and stuff that doesn't taste good. And that, that's a principle. But there's a higher principle. That can give you somewhat of health, but have you ever seen people that do everything right health-wise are sick? And then it's kind of weird, because like, some of you guys know me. And then all the health nuts go, are you gonna eat that? I go, yeah, I do it every day. I'm the healthiest guy you know. Because by his stripes, I'm healed. That's a higher principle. Does that make sense? So you can do it in your own effort. But I'm just telling you, fat and cholesterol are synonymous with really good taste, man. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just a higher principle. Does that make sense? It's, it's, it's real. I'm not joking, guys. It's real. Because if you worry about all this stuff, people would always do that to me, right? So they go, you're going to eat that? I go, yeah, that's why I put it on my plate. What do you, what, yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that weird, though? Because I, I know they're doing it out of good. Like, you're not really going to eat that, are you? Oh, yeah, man, two of them. <laughs> right? Because it's, honestly, it's a higher principle. And Scripture says this, no matter what you put in your body is going to defile you because it comes out in the drought. But if you believe, you know this causes this, you know what's going to do to you? That's a lower principle. He's above every other principle. I'm not telling you to change all that. I'm just saying it's, there's an easier way to live, honestly, where you just, you just live. You don't even think about the stuff, right? Does that make sense to you guys? That's what he's saying here. So he says, he's raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his favor, grace, and his kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that faith wasn't of your own. It was the faith of Jesus Christ that said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit went down to Sheol the place of death for three days says he died for our iniquities but he rose for our what justification you know who's been justified by Jesus Christ all creation says God was in Christ reconciling the creation to himself the world not not Christians not believers he reconciled the world to himself that's why in Romans 5 he says I've given you the message of reconciliation we were talking about this in the car just getting after it weren't we is Jesus good or is Jesus good it'll get kick you out of church but it's good isn't it it's like uh, because it's real now does the world know it no that's why we share the gospel of reconciliation you guys know what gospel means good news it means good news how many guys have sat in church and heard sort of good news by the end you kind of go did that feel good like I came in here sort of happy and now I feel worse because I got to stop this, don't do this, don't eat that, stop drinking this, do this, do that. And Paul clearly tells him in Colossians, he goes, listen, there's going to be doctrines of devils coming after this that tell you don't eat this, don't drink that, don't marry, don't do all this. He calls them doctrines of devils. Woo! Woo! 
Anyway. <laughs> and almost every church in the United States is guilty of it. Isn't that weird? I'm not trying to stir it up. I'm trying to get the people to realize the gospel is simple and it's yes and amen in Jesus Christ and you're in him. There's not, you can't get any better, more blessed, more favored, more healed than you already are because they don't believe in a future tense. It is right now. Right? Whether you eat a, a hot dog covered with chili and cheese with a beer at Yankee Stadium or you eat your nasty tasting stuff at Whole Foods. <laughs> There's a higher principle. It says no matter what you're putting in your body, it will not defile you. Now all the health guys go, if you put that in there, it'll do this to you. You know what it does to them? That very thing. That's why it says guard your heart with everything you got because what you believe in here is gonna create the reality in your life. It's the healing code, it's the love code. It's, some of you guys know I just, I love that. Because I love science and, and, and ministry. It should be the same thing. So science should confirm spirituality. Does that make sense? So, I mean, you get this? <clears throat> For we are his workmanship. Who did the work? He did. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Meaning he's already prepared the works you're gonna do. Now just go cruise. Hallelujah. That's it, isn't it? So what do you want? Well, sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. Well, my Bible doesn't say that. Your church might say that, but mine doesn't say that. Mine says ask, you'll receive it so that you can be full of joy, man. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. That's it. There's no future tense. It's already been done beforehand. Is this starting to make sense to you guys? Now our Western brain goes, because we think, we, we think God's over there and we're trying to get our prayer wars and our prayer chain on Facebook. Send this out to five people and you're going to get this. I go, you're going to get Jack. You're not going to get anything because that's not how prayer works. <laughs> Sorry. Prayer works is when you actually feel it, you see it, you sense it as if it's already been done beforehand. And I'll just walk in those works. So what do you want? He's giving you a blank canvas in life and goes, live life to the largest, guys. Life's big, man. Life's big. It's fun. It's full of healthy people, joyful people. Uh, it's just fun because I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So imagine the, the giver of life and if he tells you, I've given you a life which is more abundant than you can think. Is that a good life? It's probably different than we're all living. I got to remind myself of every day, every day, go, God, Lord, stop my stinking small thinking. I got to think large, man. Because he goes, it's more abundant than what you can think or ask. And I've already done it beforehand, so just walk in it. Doesn't require any supernatural faith or anything, just walk in it. Does that make sense to you guys so far? Okay, let's go to this next slide. All right. So you're, seated, you're, not, you're not separated from God trying to beg him to, to do anything. You're sitting in his lap going, what do we want to do today, Lord? I don't know, let's go create something. I'm going to show you how to create it, which is prayer, okay? So John 16, 23. And he's telling them, he said, listen, uh, this is the whole context where he says, when I send my Holy Spirit, in that day, you're going to know that I'm in you and you're in me. What does that sound like? We're not separated, right? We're not separated. I'm in him and he's in me. Two have become one. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're not separated. Sin didn't separate you from God, ever. Ever. Well, he's so holy, he can't look at sin. Weird, because Jesus went and sat with the tax collectors. He sat with the woman caught in adultery. The, you know who didn't sit with her? The holier-than-thou guys, who Jesus goes, your father's the devil. He's been a liar the whole time. Why are you doing this to people, putting heavy yokes on them, which you yourself can't do? It's called a Christian. That's not Jesus. That's what most of us do to people. Does that make sense to you guys? That was heavy, but... 
man, Christians are some of the most judgmental people I've ever been around. I wouldn't want to be one either. Because that's not appealing to me. The people go, you're a pastor. I go, wait a minute, those are fighting words. What do you mean? It's like, no, 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 not what you think. But if you think I'm going to love that person and show them the unconditional love of Jesus, man, yeah, you got me. Because that's what I want to do. And that's what we should do. No, am I perfect? No, I suck at it. Because we all see dimly. But that day we're going to see face to face. But once we know that we're completely loved and forgiven, guess what? He who knows he's forgiven much does what? Loves much. Because then you start going, oh, I didn't do that sin, but I did this sin. And, you know, that guy, he does this. And this lady had an abortion. I didn't, so I'm a little bit better. I go, if you've even thought about it, you're guilty of it, is what Jesus said. So if any of you ladies, if you had an abortion, he's not angry at you. He's not mad at you. He's never been mad at you. The only people mad at you are the evangelicals on the signs with their placards. Because they're outside. They don't have light. They're in darkness and still angry and gnashing their teeth at that person. You know what's really going on? They feel guilty in their own heart. And they can't go to that lady in compassion and go, Jesus has your baby perfectly in heaven. He's not mad at you. Be free. Never worry about it again. Does that make sense? In fact, he's restored that baby to life. So when you get to see Jesus face to face, you're going to have an intimate relationship with her. Isn't that beautiful? That's the gospel. Isn't that good? Man, the ladies having the boy will just weep. Probably. Get me thrown out of the elders meeting, but it actually works. So... So Jesus is saying, in that day you're going to know that I'm in you and you're in me. And, he, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Meaning they don't, you don't have to go to Jesus. You can go straight to the Father, right? Verily, verily. And that's truly, truly. Amen, amen. Is what it says. This is a done deal, guys. Yes, yes. If Jesus says yes, yes, what do you think? Is it yes or sometimes he says no in prayer? Yes, yes. Man, the religious people go, well, sometimes he says no. No, no. Yes, yes, is what he says. Yes, yes, I say unto you. Whatsoever, what's whatsoever? Well, it can't be anything. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, in the name of salvation, because you're one with me now. It doesn't mean yelling Jesus loud at the end of the prayer. Jesus' name. (laughs) It works on TBN, but it doesn't work in real life. So, uh, what you ask the Father, knowing that you're surnamed me, you're in the family of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you're a family member. You're seated on the throne of the world in my name. So you see how this is all makes sense? Whatsoever ask the Father in my name, what's, what's the answer going to be? He will give it to you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive so that you're what? Joy may be full. Isn't that a good prayer life? Now let me, if you read it in the original Aramaic, it gives you some, a little bit more. This is review for some of you guys from last week, but I want you to get it because I don't want to skip over this. We think prayer is our words trying to get God to move, right? And they eloquent stuff. And all, you ever hear people that are talking normal and then all of a sudden they pray and they pray like in some weird, like who talks like that? <laughs> thus, Lord, saith thus, this, thus. Like what the, what are you talking about, right? All of a sudden you changed, that's not what prayer is. And prayer is like, I'm in you, you're in me, and we're, we're above every other principle that we've ever been taught. And here's what it means. Ask without hidden motive. Be surrounded by the answer. Remember, Hebrews don't believe in future tense. Let me read this again. The Hebrews, in referring to events which might be either past or future, were accustomed to act on the principle of transferring themselves mentally to the period and place of the events, meaning that they place themselves right in that thing that they're, wanting to happen in their life. Does that make sense? So let's say you're looking for, um, let's, look, let's say you're, looking, you're praying to be healed. 
So what do you, are you begging God at a distance to heal you? No, you're seeing yourself as that the works have already been done beforehand is what it says. Every answer to prayer has already been handled before the foundation of the world. Every promise is yes and amen in him, right? You see yourself already healed. And when you can, when you can be surrounded by the answer, when you're be, and I say it this way, I know it's in, enveloped, but I, sometimes we don't see, we don't, it's not powerful enough. Imagine if this is an envelope. I like to say en- enveloped. So if, if, if something's in an envelope, what is it? It's completely in there, right? So that's why I said enveloped. Ask without your hidden motive. Be surrounded by the answer as if it's already done. Be enveloped by that answer. Be enveloped by what you desire so that your gladness may be full. Does this make sense to you guys? Yeah. See, and this, is the, this is the healing code, love code, how life works, simplicity out of scripture. But it's simply this. So we can go to the next slide. <clears throat> you're not begging God in fear. You're not a prayer warrior. Warrior. Right? You guys met all those guys, right? Yeah. I'm an intercessor. No, you're a warrior. You're begging God. You're, you're bombarding the gates of heaven with your words. And he goes, no, you act like it's already been done. You're enveloped by the answer as if it's already been done. The feelings, the prayer, not your words. Now, words have a part to it. I get it. But so you're not begging God in fear. You're seated with him in love. That's what I was trying to show you. In heavenly places. So here's what you need to know. Is there any sickness in heaven? Then there's no sickness in you. Is there supernatural prosperity in heaven? That's where you're seated, guys. So I think we have this, this idea. We're trying to bring, we're, we're trying to, with our prayers, we're trying to reach up to heaven, right? And God goes, no, 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 you got this thing backwards. You're seated in heavenly places. You're bringing heaven down. You bring heaven to earth. Isn't what he said in the Lord's Prayer? Bring heaven down. So can you guys have heaven on earth? Yes, because you're seated at the throne. Anything you ask in my name, knowing that you're already in the, in the family of God, seated and surnamed with him, right? Does that make sense? You can bring it down. Versus you trying to pray up. You're up far above every other principle and you bring it down. How do you do it? You're enveloped by the answer. You, you're swallowed up by it's already been done. Because he's, he's completed it before the foundation of the world. You just, you, 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 you can think it here. And that's what all the new ages, the law of attraction, everything else. I go, they're missing part of it. They're missing part of it. A lot of what they're doing is true. They, they kind of get this, uh, they decide, the new agers get this. They get that God is in and through in every particle in the world. Kirsten, we were talking about that, right? Because your dad was like a really smart quantum physics guy. I love quantum physics. I can't say I understand it. I like to act smart and like I... It's intriguing to me, put it that way. It's really cool to me. Do I understand it? No, man. It's just, you know, Einstein's going, yeah, if you, if you can be at the speed of light, you're actually riding on a photon. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't drop acid ever, so I don't know what that looks like, you know? And so, uh, <laughs> but that's kind of what it is, right? Some of you guys that lived in the 60s, you, you have a better feel for this than I do, but it's really a trip. So, uh, you're not begging God in fear. You're seated with him in love, far above every other principle and power. You're praying from the throne, bringing heaven down the earth. Because when the disciples go, Lord, teach us how to pray, what did he say? That your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. Does that make sense? 
Is supernatural prosperity, is supernatural success in business already done in heaven? Yeah, we just bring it down. Does that make sense? We're not trying to get God to move. Then they do feel like he's never answering. Why doesn't God answer? And we come up with all weird reasons why he doesn't answer. You guys get it? Because they don't understand prayer. To a Hebrew mind, it meant being as if it's already done, feeling it, sensing it, until I can feel it in my heart. You guys get this? So if you, were, if, you require, if you require anything, you're connected to him, the divine source. Ask, you shall receive so that your joy may be full. Isn't that a good covenant? If you ask me, if you need anything, all you need to do is be, be surrounded by the feelings as if it's already done until your heart changes and you can already feel it, see it, taste it, smell it as if it's already done. There will be an emotional response. There will be a feeling change or something in your body that you can feel. Can't you? I can that. You can feel it, don't you? Now, some of you guys were, that are trained up in word of faith and stuff, ignore your feelings. The facts don't count. Your feelings don't count. Have faith. Most angry people I've ever been around. They're, they're neglecting true prayer. True prayer is, man, as soon as I can feel it, I know something changed in my heart. Now when I speak, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and boom, it starts to happen. Does that make sense? So you can, you can bombard the gates of heaven. You can pray or confess, pray or confess, pray or confess. I've seen all of it. You got all your stuff, all over your mirrors and everything else. I am this, I am this, I am this, I am this, I am this. But your heart is far from him. That's what Jesus said to the, to the Hebrews. He said, listen, you say all the right things, but your heart's far from me. Your heart is where everything happens, guys. Your heart is 5,000 times more powerful electromagnetic field than your brain. So guess what? If you're struggling in business, all we need to do is change your heart, and now everything you're, that you're acting will all of a sudden supernaturally grow because we've lined up your head and your heart. Because think about this. Um, Sometimes 5,000 times, it, all these numbers are bandied around. I don't know what's the right number. All they're really trying to say is this is magnitudes more powerful than this. That's why we can say the right things, learn all the right techniques, do all this, know the market, do this, this, that. But there's a higher principle, just be a son and receive everything freely. Does that make sense to you guys? So just to get a, a hint of 5,000 times what that is, let's just say you make $100,000 a year. Good, Right? Eight, 9,000 a month for some of you guys. What's 5,000 times $100,000 a year? What is that? No, 5,000 times. So you had three zeros. So what does that make? Five billion, isn't it? What is it? I don't know. I don't have my calculator here. I'm asking you. Somebody get your iPhone out. $100,000 times 5,000. What's that number? Well, it's got to be five. I used to be an engineer, but I know that. Uh, it's five billion, isn't it? Now, is $100,000 a lot different than five billion? Five hundred million. Say whatever, same thing. Is $100,000 different than uh, 30 million a month? It's magnitudes more, right? So if we're trying to do everything by technique, praying in our, in our language and this is programmed incorrectly and it's 5,000 times more powerful, what's going to happen? Prayer doesn't work. Stupid thing doesn't work. Because this is so much more powerful than this. And most of you guys have been taught that this is everything. Beg God to move. Some, he's a good God. Sometimes he moves. Sometimes he says no. And that's why your prayer life sucks. I've given you everything. 
You're a joint heir. You can create like I do. It's the life's a blank canvas. If you program this, it doesn't take much to program this. It doesn't take, if it got you years and years and years and years and years to get in the mess you are to believe the stuff that you believe, it doesn't take that forever. It takes a handful of minutes to change your heart. Now, boom, you got it. Hallelujah. Now all the things that you used to do work 5,000 times better. I'm like, is that good? You don't have to know anything about the market. You don't have to know about currency, crypto. No, you don't have to know anything. Hey, look at this rate of return. Garbage. There's a higher way. You can receive everything as a son for free. Woo. You guys get it? So, so you feel surrounded by the answer. You feel enveloped by the answer as if it's already done until you can feel it, sense it, smell it. You'll feel a change in your body really well. It's really your heart being reprogrammed. And this is Einstein's E equals MC squared. Energy equals mass times a constant squared, which is the speed of light, right? You guys have read the love code, the healing code, or how life works, etc. And this is Einstein. He calls it spooky particles. He didn't understand it. He goes, you know what? Everything is light and mass interchangeably. It goes in and out of a wave to a particle. It becomes something solid versus not solid instantaneously back and forth at the speed of light. Is that a trip or is that a trip? But once you start understanding it, you go, oh, this is beautiful. This is why prayer works so well. Is because uh, guess what? Um, and you guys have seen like the split plate theory, and the, you guys seen some of those experiments. We were talking about that in the car. I go, that intrigued me like 15 years ago. I wanted to be a medical doctor originally when I we went to the academy because I knew all sickness and everything was in here. I knew all of it was here. It had nothing to do with anything else. It doesn't have to do with genetics. Doesn't have to do with your diet. It's all right here. I knew that somehow intuitively because I'd never met anybody allergic to anything until I was like, until my brother brought home his wife. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not, no, listen, I'm not trying to, li listen, if you're allergic, don't get, don't get, don't get, I'm not trying to, I go, you don't have to be, is the whole idea. Does that make sense? So think about this. My, my grandparents were dairy farmers, and with dairy farms, are there lots of what? Cows and cats and dogs and stuff. So, <laughs> so my, my sister-in-law comes and she goes, oh, I can't, do I'm allergic to milk and cats. Now, from a kid who's on a dairy farm, what does that sound like to you? What? I'd never met anybody allergic to anything until my sister-in-law. Like, how does that work? Because I didn't know any other reality. I just thought, she knows, like, like dairy's the worst for you. I pound dairy, guys. <laughs> you should see my Dutch relatives smoking camel straights, eating fried, she knows, it's this, it's this Dutch dish, which just, you guys are going to freak, but they take bacon. Not turkey bacon. <laughs> the good stuff, right? Give me some of the good stuff that tastes good. It doesn't shrivel up to nothing. So they would <laughs> do the bacon. They would dip the bread, white bread. <gasps> you know what that'll do? Man, it worked for my relatives. They dip the white bread in that fat, of the, break, the cracklings they called it. They would make French toast out of it and pour syrup on it. smoking camel streets. <laughs> now you go tell my grandparents that dairy's gonna give them something. They look at you like you're lost. Like what? What they believed started to impact them, right? So here's, here's what he's saying. Now, if you wanna be, that's fine if you wanna be allergic to stuff, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not trying to not, guys, I'm trying to, there's a, there's a realm you can live in that's beautiful is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Far above all these other principles that you're hearing. Follow me? 
So light and mass go back and forth, interchangeably, back and forth. Well, guess what? If you change what you believe in your heart, what is it, does it produce a different electromagnetic field? So what's, if that's equal to material, mass, if you change what's in your heart, what changes? The mass, everything you see around you. Man. So we're not begging God to move. We're seeing it as if it's already done, guys. And whatever you feel enveloped by, you'll produce. E equals MC squared. That's all that is. Isn't that beautiful? So now prayer kind of gets fun. It's gonna, at first when you do it, it's going to seem like a million miles away, right? If we were talking, I go, man, I want to live in Aspen and Long Island. Because I, all I need is a ski slope in an airport and an ocean and the Yankees. <laughs> so I'm showing her these places on Long Island, man. It's just <sighs> off charts. And guess what? At first, when you start looking at these homes and you go, 20 million for this house and all this, your, your heart kind of goes, oh, 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 oh. But as, I've, as I'm doing it more, I can see myself there. I can see, I told her, man, I can see myself walking on the beach with you, holding your hand. My lab going in the ocean, chasing a stick. And going, anything I ask, I can produce so that my joy will be full. When you see it as already done, being enveloped till you feel the feeling start changes your heart. It's 5,000 5, times more powerful than no, 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 no. Knowing a principle and actually work your plan. If you don't have a plan, what is it? that's a principle. There's a better principle. Just hang out in Christ and see it is already done and he will do it. That's really him, you, I don't know what it is because he says, I'm in you, you're in me. We'll do this together. We'll just kind of hang out and whatever's in your heart, you're gonna produce. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so let's finish this up. We gotta go. Okay. And you guys have seen this. This is the genie question in the healing code, the love code, etc. And so if you could ask for any, this is prayer. If you could ask for anything right now, what would you ask for? And, you, and I would just, and again, if you're married, etc., don't, don't, sometimes it's personal, guys, where, especially us guys, we're pretty tender. <laughs> we can act like we're all that in a bag of chips, but if she says anything to me, oh, it crushes me, man. And she doesn't. She's amazing. She really are sweet. You're amazing. She really is. She's amazing. I'm mildly stupid most of the time, but she's really good. And so, um, but we understand this principle. And so we just share and, and see. But listen, if you're not there, don't go, what did you write on your paper? Because it's not about that. Because sometimes they don't, want you, they don't want you to know they're struggling with something. They're struggling with insecurity. They're struggling with uh, I don't feel good enough. Am I ever going to make money again? All these different things that men typically struggle with. And men don't ask your wife, like, man, I wish she was hot and throw herself at me every night and there's all this stuff. And... <laughs> Men, don't we want that? Yeah. Come on, let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. We want, a, we want our, our brides to be, man, just... And then I look at men and I go, what do you see in us, man? We're pretty ugly, actually. Just yeah. Hair and stuff. And... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm just glad... God designed it that way. But uh, <laughs> I, look at my, I look at men and I go, God, who thought of that? So it takes a little bit of effort to go, my wife's hot. She's going to throw herself at me, man. <laughs> it's a, but it actually works. It's a beautiful thing. It actually works. So, All right. So, but if you could ask for anything right now, it could be financial. It could be business. It could be uh, health. It could be anything. There, there, here's the key to prayer, guys. If the answer is yes, which it says it is, 
You ask anything in my name of the name of salvation that whatever the first Adam lost, health, finances, peace, um, value, I don't feel shame, I don't feel guilt because of sin. Adam and Eve were innocent, were they not? They were innocent until they eat from the tree of the good knowledge of evil, the good bad tree, which kills you. But the Spirit gives life, it's what it says. So whatever he, the first Adam lost is already yes and amen now in the last Adam, Jesus Christ. So whatever you require has already been done. That's what you guys need to get. You're not trying to get it to done. It's already been done beforehand so you can walk in those works, is what he said. Is that starting to make sense to you guys? That's something yeah. on me. What is that? Yes. It's my hot wife's fur. So. <laughs> she has furs, but uh, maybe it's that. I see it is already done. I try feel is already done. Like I said, at first it's gonna seem like a million miles away. Man, this isn't working. I'm just telling you, if you do it a few minutes every day, you start to feel it and be enveloped by it that the answer is already yes and done until you can feel something shift and change in your heart. Once you have that, stay on it. Just see yourself like that all the time and the answer will be yes so that your joy may be full. You can create, guys. You're created in his image and he created does that help you guys? So be enveloped by your answer. Enveloped, I like to think, because I can see an envelope and I'm inside an envelope completely contained in Christ. And he goes, let's go do this together. Every, everything you're gonna require is already yes. So is your supernatural business growth already yes? Yes, yes so see it, feel it, taste it, etc. is a higher principle than work this hard to go get it. Because it says, once you do that, I will do it. Now, it doesn't mean we're, we're lazy, but what it'll do is it will be inspired, we'll be in spirit. It'll come from here versus us trying to do it from the outside. Because anything you do from the outside, any other business principle, you know what it's gonna make you do? Get tired. That's the toil that God talked about. He goes, it's not my power by might, it's by my spirit. Now, we can power and might it all way, and some of us are pretty good at it. Some of us have good willpower, and Barbara and I are pretty good at some willpower stuff, but at the end of the day, it sucks compared to him doing it. Because we know, like in business, when he's done it and when we've done it, and one's better than the other. When he does it, when you actually go through what I'm just sharing with you, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind, guys. Amen. Arnold, you saw it, didn't you? Sure. Just business went, and people will go, what did you do? We're like, um, we don't know. Because we, we didn't know this stuff. We were just doing it. We were just doing it. We were hanging out, and people were passing us in business and having all this success, etc. We're just two little knuckleheads in our bed going, you know what, Lord? You will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you think. Thank you, Father, for supernatural business growth. Thank you, Father, for supernatural business growth. We just thank you for it, that you've prepared it from the foundation of the world. It's already yes. And then all of a sudden, one day it went, boom, and we lapped all those guys. And they were like, what did you do? And we go, we don't know. Because <laughs> we were doing it by accident. <laughs> now I understand this stuff. And then you know what? When we, when we got active and tried, you know what happened to our business? Leveled out. As soon as we're like, well, that's, that sucks. Let's stop following those business principles and do it our way again. And the business went like that. Does this make sense to you guys? So, is Jesus resting? Then where are you supposed to be? Resting. Right? Labor, to, it's hard. Labor into that rest. But once you do it for a little bit and you start to feel it being enveloped, your head now is in congruence with your heart. Now you got it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak and things will radically change in your life. Anything you desire. Is that cool or is that cool? Does that make sense? Does it make sense from a scripture standpoint? Because the New Agers got part of it, but not all of it. They get that God is in and through and withholds everything in the world together. They believe that, they don't know what to call it. They call it ether, they call it consciousness, they call it uh, whatever. Um, that they know even in a vacuum there's something there. And 
The scripture just says, it's Jesus. He's in and through and withholds everything by his power. So he's in and through everything. And he is love, he's light, and he's a consuming fire. Meaning that I will move mountains, we sang about it, to come rescue you. So anything you desire in prayer is yours so that your joy may be full. Does that help? You can get to your feet. So anyway, I hope that makes sense to you guys. That's prayer, guys. Prayer is not your words trying to beg God. Prayer is going, thank you, Lord. It's already been done. Where you change your heart, and then all of a sudden, prayer starts to work for you. Follow me? So when you pray for the sick, what do you do? I showed you that video last week where that three-inch tumor went away in a minute and 40 seconds. In this Chinese hospital where there's no medicine. They just got three people that understand this. And they were, they're basically going, what's up, what's up? And that loose interpretation of that is already done. Reg, you got something? I saw you moseying up here. So finish this off off. This is my friend, Reg. Don't screw up, Reg. Okay. <laughs> put on mic four. Can you put on mic four real quick? This is my friend, Reg. And I just pray at the end and we'll be done, bro. Fair enough? The smartest thing you said all night was, uh, now you got it. <laughs> well, you know, that one of the greatest hymns was not written by Martin Luther. It was written by Roy Orbison. He said, anything you want, you got it. So when you get home, Google uh, or YouTube Roy Orbison, anything you want, you got it. It was like the father speaking to his wife. <laughs> you just give her a blank check, she'll be happy. But uh, yeah, even, even, you know, I was listening, or I didn't listen, but Billy Graham had, you know, a passing away ceremony and people told me that his greatest wish was to hear, well done you good and faithful servant. But if he only understood that, that, that that's what the father was saying to Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and if he was doing everything he did to just hear well done, he missed the boat completely. <laughs> so anyhow, it's, it's, uh, it's well done because of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Amen. Amen.